The Cardinals let another possible starting pitcher get away, but should we be all that upset about it? Plus, owner Bill DeWitt Jr. recently talked about how the Cardinals plan to compete with the big spenders and why the team isn't throwing out $300 million contracts to players like other teams are, and the reasoning is a bit frustrating. We're going to talk about it today on Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every single day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio and the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. I want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast. You can follow us on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe and comment so you can interact with us. Hit that notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. We did pass the 4,000 subscriber mark last week, so well done, everybody. For all you new guys and gals, welcome aboard. This is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. A bit of uh, somewhat bad timing on uh, on our last episode where I discussed some of the Miami Marlins pitchers to trade for besides Pablo Lopez. And then, I don't know, it was about 30 minutes later <laughs> when the Marlins moved him to the Twins in a trade for Luis Arise, who was the uh, AL batting champion. This past season, uh, the complete trade was Pablo Lopez plus prospects Jose Salas and Byron Chorio to the Twins for Luis Arise, who hit 316 last year, a career 314 hitter. He's been one of the best contact hitters in all of baseball since coming up in 2019, but he really doesn't offer much else besides that. He's got minimal power. In fact, his eight home runs this past season were a career high for one year. And, um, Apparently, he's also got some some knee issues. Uh, I read somewhere degenerative knee issues is a problem, which has forced him to be mainly a first baseman or a DH, and that's basically it. He can't play anywhere else. But that's all it took to get Pablo Lopez from Miami, apparently, which uh, in my eye shows that the Cardinals either laughed hysterically at their demand for one of their starting outfielders in return, which we presumed was their asking price. We don't know for for sure or for certain, but... We figured that's what it was, or the Cardinals just had lukewarm interest in Lopez to begin with. Sure, they might have talked to him and said, you know, what do you what do you think it would take to get him? And then they said the outfielder, and they were like, uh, I got a bad connection. <laughs> Can't talk right now. <laughs> and hung up because they weren't willing to give that up, apparently. Uh, when the trade happened, honestly, I wasn't really all that bummed. Uh, I saw it, and I was like, well, this sucks because I just put out an episode talking about Marlins pitchers to trade for other than Lopez which was the point of all of it because I wasn't completely sold on Pablo Lopez in the first place. I'd much rather have one of those other three pitchers that I talked about, uh, Edward Cabrera, Trevor Rogers, or Jesus Lazardo. And it's not because Lopez isn't a, a good pitcher, but it just seems like one of those three has the chance to be an elite pitcher, which is what the Cardinals are looking for. And Lopez just kind of is what he is. You know, I don't know how much higher his ceiling is going to be in his career. 
And I've said it time and time again, you don't want to make a deal just to make a deal, just to say you did something. You're not, you're not backed into a corner right now where you have to get something done. You know, that's not where they're at. As of today, you have six healthy starters ready to rock and roll for spring training and the World Baseball Classic coming up. So it's not like you're in a dire need at this moment where everything hinges on you making a trade for a starter. One of those guys that is in your rotation already will more than likely get injured, though. We we know that that's going to probably happen. The odds are just saying that it will. You know, uh, look at all of the different injuries the Cardinals have gone through in their pitching rotation over the years. Uh, rarely does any team in the league, it's not just the Cardinals, rarely does any team in the league have the same starting five all season long without an injury of some sort. And if a team does, normally that team is pretty darn good, you know, because they've been able to have that stability. And I truly do like the guys the Cardinals already have uh, behind, you know, your main five with Jack Flaherty, Adam Wainwright, Michaelis, Montgomery, Matt's, You've got Hudson, who seems to be the number six, and uh, I guess has been starting to do a little more analytical things that uh, make him believe in whatever changes he needs to make to be a better pitcher. Uh, you've got long young arms like uh, Zach Thompson, Andre Pallante, uh, Gordon Graceffo, Matthew Libertor, uh, Connor Thomas. They're all chomping at the bit for an opportunity to prove that they can pitch at the major league level. So it's not like the cupboard is empty for the St. Louis Cardinals. And sure, these guys are question marks, but at some point, you've got to take the pacifier out of their mouths. you got to quit treating them like babies and let them do what they're getting paid to do, and that's pitch and help this franchise win baseball games. And if they fail, then so be it. At least you know. But you've got to let them try to find out at some point, and maybe one or two of them are going to surprise you. It could happen. It happened with the Braves this year. Spencer Strider started out as reliever, and they were like, dude, this guy's throwing smoke. Let's give him a chance in the rotation as a dominant year for the Atlanta Braves. And this isn't a Cardinals problem. Every team, every single team in Major League Baseball has question marks coming into the season. Nobody, and I mean nobody, not, not the Astros, the Mets, the Braves, the Dodgers, the Yankees. None of these teams are finished products as we stand here in uh, in January and are just perfect heading into the season, it, that's unrealistic. Sure, I want an ace. I do. I really want one for this Cardinals pitching staff. But if none are available, then you, got, you just got to trust the guys that you've got already. And that appears to be what the Cardinals will do moving forward, especially after hearing what uh, Mr. DeWitt said at the winter warm-up recently. I'm going to break down some of his explanations on why. The Cardinals aren't spending money like the Phillies, the Mets, the Padres. We'll do that next year on Locked on Cardinals. But first, I would like to talk about FanDuel. The NFL playoffs are here. Fun day uh, on uh, Saturday and Sunday. I actually uh, was in Louisville visiting some friends on Saturday watching the games. Uh, we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked on because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. That's great because they've got so many great features that make betting on sports fun and they make it easy too. Cause I know things can get complicated. At least they appear to be complicated and FanDuel makes things easy for you. New customers you join today, get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. 
Now you've got the AFC and NFC championship games all set to go. Uh, there will be no neutral site games, which makes me happy. I hated that idea. Uh, but we know that next Sunday, the number three seed San Francisco 49ers will be at the number one seed of Philadelphia Eagles in the first game. FanDuel has the Eagles fable, favored uh, by two and a half in that one. Then in the AFC championship game that night, it's a rematch from last year with the number three seed Cincinnati Bengals at the number one seed of Kansas City Chiefs, who have a hobbled Patrick Mahomes. He's dealing with that high ankle sprain. They've also lost their last three games against the Bengals going back to last year, including last year's conference championship game. Yet, Chiefs are favored by one and a half right now because they're the home team. Now, you can do all of your betting on an app that's safe, it's secure, it's super easy to use. I suggest you download it so football fans don't miss out. Place your $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. Be sure to check out Locked on MLB Prospects as well. Host Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow, including the St. Louis Cardinals, Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, Gordon Graceffo. He knows about all of them. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts, so give him a listen. Now, Cardinal CEO Bill DeWitt Jr. spoke uh, this past week at the winter warm-up, and the major topic of discussion was the spending that went on in the league in the offseason and why the Cardinals don't spend the way some of these other teams are doing it. Uh, Katie Wu from The Athletic did a fantastic write-up on this, and one of the quotes she got from the press conference from Mr. DeWitt was, it's a competitive game and we'll do our best to compete with the big spenders. Now, he didn't say we're going to spend like them, uh, but do our best to compete with them. Now, the team, the Cardinals have a model that they've been very, very successful living by. And as fans, and trust me, I get it, okay? I'm a fan as well. We get frustrated because it hasn't produced many championships recently, and that's what we all want. And, it, and honestly, it hasn't brought on that much postseason success recently at all either. Uh, one of the many uh, things that, um, that, like, you know, that fans are going to point out about what goes on with the Cardinals is they always do well in attendance, right? They're always right there. What were they, number two this year behind uh, the Dodgers? Um, they make all this money with the game. Why won't the team spend more money? What's the problem here? Katie breaks that down in the article saying the Cardinals finished the season 12th in payroll and 12th in total revenue, despite ending the year with the second highest attendance in baseball. The organization is in a peculiar spot when it pertains to its market. St. Louis is considered to be a small market team based on geographical location, yet the club routinely boasts some of the highest gate revenue in the sport. But there are other factors when it comes to total team revenue, where markets like New York and Los Angeles clearly have the upper hand. Now, Mr. DeWitt talks about this, saying the bigger markets have other revenue sources. Their prices are higher. They generate way more revenue, specifically the top six or seven teams where are we are where we are, he says. Uh, it's not to say we can't. If the opportunity presents itself that we can spend some money and improve the club, we'll do it. But it is hard to do. And we don't want to do something where down the road we're going to say we're stuck with this and it would prevent us from doing at that point in time what we'd like to do. Okay, so he sounds exactly like what Mo says, right? Like, who's the robot here? Is Mo DeWitt's robot, which I think is the way the packing order is, um, because it's it's basically the same stuff we've heard. Now, you can decide how you want to take 
those words from Mr. DeWitt. Some will view it as the Cardinals are being cheap. Others will view it as the team is being cautious and being more responsible than other teams about trying to stay consistent rather than making rash spending decisions that may or may not pan out. It's really however you choose to see it. You know, it's up to you. By nature, I'm a more cautious guy. But I also believe that sometimes you do need to be aggressive. And if you see something you want and you think it will vastly improve your ball club, then you swing for the fences. You don't hold back. Unfortunately, the last time this team actually did something like that, it backfired in a big way with the Ozuna trade. And now the team is the butt of many jokes. Even I tease them for trading not one but two Cy Young type uh, pitchers for Marcelo Zuna, who again was coming off of a monster year. At age 26, this guy hit 312 with 37 home runs and 124 RBIs. He won a gold glove. He was the Silver Slugger Award winner. It's not like they made a deal for some slouch. It's just after that season, he wasn't that guy anymore. It just didn't work out. He never hit those levels again. He was still a good hitter. But now seeing what like Sandy Alcantara is doing and Zach Gallen, you're like, uh, that one kind of sucks. And it's part of the risk that you take when you're doing trades. Now, DeWitt brought up how the decline in SRNs, which is uh, the, the regional sports networks, is affecting revenue as well. Advertisers are spending money elsewhere, which affects their bottom line. Uh, he stated also something we already know, and that's uh, in their eyes, the key is to make the playoffs and then go from there and see what happens, which we hate. <laughs> His quote exactly was, the key is to get there and anybody could win. Sometimes you're on the right side of it. Sometimes you're not on the right side of it. We've been on the right side of it more often than not, so I don't really think about not having won an individual game. That's frustrating to hear. In my eyes, that's that's frustrating to hear because the Cardinals haven't won many games past the regular season in a while. They're 1-9 in their last 10 playoff games, and doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results was what? Einstein's definition of insanity, which is why when Mo said, payroll will go up, and then we watched all the high-priced talent besides Contreras go elsewhere, we all got a little worked up about it. And I don't think that's you know, a wrong thing to feel on our part as the fans. Uh, we just want to see our team win. That's what we want. We want to see our team win and we see players become available who can help the Cardinals win games. And we see them go somewhere else on a consistent basis. And we see them help other teams win instead. It's frustrating. And I, and I don't blame the Cardinals fan base for speaking up about that. Uh, a guy I was high on that I wanted the team to sign what was it they needed going into la last year? They wanted a, a left-handed power hitter, which they're looking for again this year. Kyle Schwarber was just sitting there, and he goes to Philly instead. Like, it's stuff like that that drives me bonkers, where it's like, he's there. He's a Midwest guy. Why would he want to come to St. Louis? I don't even know if they spoke to the guy. I have no idea. So what is the plan moving forward, right? That's what we want to know as Cardinals fans. And I'm going to tell you what Mr. DeWitt said next on Locked on Cardinals. Once again, you find these quotes in Katie Wu's story on The Athletic. She did a fantastic job and uh, is a really good follow if you haven't done so on Twitter yet. Make sure you uh, you give her a follow. She's got all sorts of knowledge and she's a, she's a fun reporter to follow too. Like it's not just boring, just, you know, this is what happened today. Like she has some fun with the stuff out there. You, you, she's good. Uh, Mr. DeWitt admits as much that uh, they don't really plan to change moving forward. The Cardinals are, uh, they like what they're doing. 
They like what they have in place as far as a business model for the team. Uh, they're going with consistency and longevity over splash signings. Um, here's what he said. This is the quote from, uh, once again, Katie Wu's story on The Athletic. We make every effort to have the best team we can possibly have. You get to the point of what can I actually do to make it better? What is the cost? And I don't mean necessarily what you pay a guy. It's what is the overall cost over a period of time? Is that worth throwing all of your eggs in one basket, hoping this is the year or next year is the year, rather than building and having a really good team and more coming, hopefully? We try to put the best team on the field we can, and I believe it's a playoff caliber team. We'd like to do that every single year if we can. I think we're in a really good spot. We've got a really good team, in my opinion, a good blend of older players, young players who have performed, and we haven't had to sacrifice the future for it. If we can continue to do that, I'm confident we'll have success over time. Now, again, it's not that the team hasn't been good. The team has had a lot of success, right? It's just that none of us have seen a championship in St. Louis since 2011. And I think this is where us as fans, we've been a bit spoiled, right? Because the Cardinals are constantly good. So now we want more because you look around at other teams and you realize how long it's been since some of these, some of these franchises have won a ring and to whine about 11 years makes us sound a little bit silly. <laughs> you know, we sound like babies a little bit, but at the same time, isn't that why you take the field every year? It's to win a championship. You know, that's the whole point of this thing. That's why they do this. And I know it's not easy to do. I know it's not simple. If it was, everybody would do it. But the team you have this year boasts two of the best players in all of Major League Baseball, and Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. They're not getting any younger, right? You know, Arenado in his prime still. Goldie, although he had the best year of his career this past year, you imagine things are going to start slipping a little bit soon, right? He's getting a little older. You've got a very good offense centered around these two. And you've added one of the top hitting catchers in all of baseball to that mix. And you took him from your arch rival. That's huge. Like, you see these things already in place. This team is so close. It is so close to being an elite-level squad, which is why fans and myself have been clamoring and begging for just one or two more moves to put them over the top. Because we think that's all it'll take. And that'll put them up there where instead of being like a team that's going to probably win the NL Central if they're healthy and then probably make the playoffs, we're talking this is a team that will probably win the World Series. That's what we want. Hopefully this team does fulfill all the promise that they, they have coming into the year because it is a good team. You can't argue that it's not a good team. But you've got a lot of question marks. Hopefully the pitching staff stays relatively healthy. You know, you're uh, relying on uh, a few guys who have had some injury history. You've got an older guy in Adam Wainwright. Hopefully he's still got plenty of gas left in the tank. I tend to be one of the guys that believes in Adam Wainwright. I think he'll be fine. Uh, other than the final month last year, I thought he was fantastic. Uh, there wasn't a lot to, to moan about there. Michaelis, hopefully he can come out and be healthy again and do what he did last year where he was an all-star. But, you know, you're banking on Jack Flaherty to come back and be the Jack Flaherty of a couple of years ago. You want Steven Matz to be healthy, who I think if he does will be great. I have a lot of faith in Jordan Montgomery, but if one of these guys goes down, 
Who's that next guy that's going to step up and be at their level? That's kind of the question mark right now. But you need them to be healthy. And uh, from what, what I take out of all this is if down the stretch, okay, if we're getting towards July, obviously uh, moving towards the trade deadline there at the beginning of August, if an elite arm becomes available and can truly make a difference that the team will do something about it that they will be aggressive. That's what I'm hoping for, at least, that they'll be aggressive when they make a move because it feels like they're a bit too passive when they try to make these trades, and then they fall through and those guys go to somebody else. Um, they did a great job this last year at the trade deadline. I had no problems with those trades. I was shocked by the Bader one, but you know they ended up working out just fine. I think one of the problems for us as fans is uh, the word patience. Patience is not easy <laughs> in this day and age. We're used to having everything we want right now at our fingertips, and that's just not the case. That's not going to happen, and I think that's what us as Cardinals fans are going to have to embrace for the immediate future. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen, Locked on MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB Stars of Tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. If you haven't already done so, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. Please follow on Twitter at LO underscore Cardinals and at JD Sports Radio. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason, and I'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. <laughs> 